Here's a news flash. Surprise, surprise. Well, look at you. The whole world is watching for my next move. Oh, my God. Times have changed. There are no rules. You're going to love it. Hi, and welcome to Skip Intro, the podcast from Binge, all about the world's best television. Each week, we're here to discuss the biggest new shows on Binge, along with our dinner party recommendations. My name is John Bolton, here with Ali Herbert Burns, and together we look after all the great TV and movies that you see on Binge. Ali, we've got a brand new horror show to talk about, and a spicy, pulpy, tabloidy doco. John, we do. We've got American Horror Story Delicate, the next in the American Horror Story franchise, which we can talk about because that in itself, there's lots to it. And then we've got The Ringleader, which, as you said, is a documentary based at true crime and a really insightful documentary into something that you probably might remember from the headlines. And we'll dig a bit deeper. And then our dinner party recommendations, hidden gems, things we tell our friends about over dinner that you shouldn't miss on Binge. Okay, awesome. Well, shall we start with something a little bit spooky? and head to American Horror Story Delicate. You are an A-list star now. Focus on the good. What a pretty dream. All this will be worth it once we meet our perfect baby. I want that too. That woman, I think she's following me. You're on a ton of meds. You got a lot on your mind. American Horror Story Delicate is the 12th installment in the long-running anthology franchise. This season stars Kim Kardashian, Emma Roberts, Cara Delevingne, and Matt Zucri. Delicate is the story of a famous actress, her powerful publicist, and an IVF journey that seems cursed from the beginning. Ali, this show has been around a long time. We've spoken about a few different versions of it on the pod. For those who aren't familiar, every season is a standalone story. It's produced by Ryan Murphy. And one of the sort of traits of the show is that even though each season is a different story, there's often sort of recurring actors and themes and things that run throughout it. But you can also just watch them all individually. There's a couple of special things about this season. Partially due to the writer's strike, it's broken up into two chunks. So we've just started airing sort of part A now and the rest of it will air early next year. But also- means in this story arc of Delicate that you described earlier will be split into two or we'll see two different stories? No, it's split into two. And I think it's just unfortunately a a result of the writer's strike, which has now been resolved. So that's one part. Obviously, Kim Kardashian is a big draw card. And even if you've not watched the show, I think that's one very good reason to tune in to see her acting chops. And the other sort of first, I guess, for this franchise is AHS Delicate is actually based on a book. So all these other series have been written from scratch, and this one's actually been quite heavily inspired by a book that's just come out this year. So yeah, lots of different angles in its 12th season, still keeping things fresh. (laughs) But yeah. I like how they're... American Horror Story, like, but you know, there's a horror element to them, but not in that, like, you know, waiting for someone to jump out with a knife. Like, it's, it's kind of spooky, and there is an element of you know, things that I am sometimes kind of watching through my fingers or whatever, but like, it's, it's kind of quite broad, sophisticated horror. Like it, do you know what I mean? Like it's, you're yeah, still watching effectively a really high end produced drama, like very clever, really amazing, you know, well-produced and made, but then it's just got that extra element of a little bit of a fright, which we know is so popular with audiences. And, you know, this is this huge fan base for this show, isn't there? 
Yeah. The show, for as long as it's been on air, has kind of always been described by critics as campy, which the horror genre often leans into a bit of camp. But yeah, to, to your point, these shows are incredibly slick. They're known for their like epic opening sequences mm -hmm. and their great posters that they do every year. But uh, interestingly, some of the reviews for, for Delicate, besides obviously talking about Kim K, which we'll get into in a second, has also described this season as being a bit more of a, like a slick thriller mm. than a straight horror. Yeah. There's absolutely horror elements, like there's spider webs coming out of hair and lots of like, you don't know what's real and what's not mm. and all that. But it does feel like it's leaning a bit more into the thriller element, especially because, again, we've only seen the first episode. We're watching it with the rest of the world. The Emma Roberts character, famous actress going through IVF, Kim Kardashian's her publicist, but because of all the drugs and treatment and stuff that she's on for the IVF, you're kind of not sure if some of the things she's seeing or thinking or is, you know, worried about people following her and stuff. It's like, oh, is, is she just really stressed and on a lot of drugs and worrying about her IVF and everything that's happening in life? Or, you know, is, is she cursed and is someone out to kill her kind of thing? So, yeah, it's treading a really fine line between thriller and horror because you actually don't know what's real and what's not almost at least at this point but yeah that's also what I, what I find so compelling about it I feel like a lot of people are surprised that Kim Kardashian can act and I am not <laughs> like she's been on more television than most people in history so it's actually not a surprise to me that she's a very good actress like, well it's funny isn't it because I often say in reality television that you can't ultimately hide who you are when you do that many hours in front of the camera, a bit like breakfast TV or whatever. Like she's done so many hundreds and hundreds of hours of reality television, which is obviously heavily produced and there's a lot of, of stuff, kind of stuff that is probably semi-scripted. But in terms of being around television, being around actors, you know, she's very intelligent as well. Like, you know, she's a lawyer. She's, you know, you've seen her study and pass hard exams and things. So I would imagine that she would you know, learn her lines and take it very seriously and have a point to prove and like to, you know, there'll be yeah. lots of haters probably coming out expecting her not to do well. So I'm with you. I think it's also cool that she's playing a high profile kind of entourage style, not agent, but like a publicist because Publ yeah. she's kind of, it's, it's super relevant to the the role of Emma Roberts' character and it just feels, it feels almost perfect. She's almost playing the Kris Jenner. Mum and Josh. <laughs> yeah, no, totally. There's definitely a Chris Jenner to it. And while I will compliment her acting skills, it's also not a stretch in that, you know, she's playing this sort of heightened version of a character that I'm sure she has in her life day to day as it is. She's not out there playing someone that's completely outside of her day to day world. The AHS also, like I mentioned, has a history of bringing back a lot of the same actors. Yes. So, you know, Sarah Paulson was in like eight seasons. I love this quirk. Uh, is this like a. Yeah. You know how you have directors and they like to work with different people and they have their muses? Like what do you know a bit about the background between the Ryan Murphy and these connections? It just seems like Ryan Murphy really likes some of these people, <laughs> I assume. So Emma Roberts has been in a number of seasons. This is one of the first seasons that Sarah Paulson's not been like a lead in, but admittedly she's a pretty big star these days. So you're telling um, us that Kim Kardashian's going to be in every new version of this going forward? Well, <laughs> I, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. So besides bringing back people quite regularly what ryan murphy and ahs love to do is also i don't want to call it stunt casting but do really interesting casting so if you look back on the earlier seasons which we have all of on binge you see people like lady gaga appearing in a couple mm. of seasons stevie nicks naomi campbell macaulay culkin like not that these people aren't actors and professionals but it's like it's very interesting casting yeah. i think um, and it shows you how interesting 
of the stories and the sophisticated writing and everything, but you can put people like that, like Stevie Nicks or Kim Kardashian that aren't natural actresses into it and it still works and it creates, yeah. like you say, there's so many different seasons and stories in this that it's it's enduring and it's still fresh and it's, it's certainly since it's come on platform. We've got new episodes, I think, dropping every Thursday, but then how, how strong was it over the weekend? So, Yeah. One other thing I did want to note, and critics have sort of mentioned this for a while now in relation to AHS, but what the show's also done is given a lot of older actresses mm. who Hollywood said was kind of past their peak, has given them resurgences and brought them back into, you know, y- younger generations' lives and people like Jessica Lang and Angela Bassett and Kathy Bates and stuff who have done multiple seasons of these shows. So, yeah, I just think the casting is such an interesting aspect of this outside of the fact that it's a horror and that's an anthology. So, yeah, really excited to have AHS back for season 12 not to get more confusing but american horror stories is also coming back in october on binge and that's the one where each episode is a standalone little story versus american horror story where the season is a standalone story we don't know too much about american horror stories they they keep these things pretty tight but we do know that lisa rinna will be in an episode which is coming later in october so yeah like alex said new episodes of American Horror Story are available each Thursday on Binge with all previous seasons of both American Horror Story and American Horror Stories also streaming for you right now. Can I see the screen? One moment. Do you want an Oscar? Do you want it as much as a baby? Yes. I don't understand the urge to create an unnecessary child who feeds on your body. Rachel Lee, the alleged mastermind of the infamous Bling Ring, the group of teenagers who robbed a string of celebrity houses in 2008, has never told her side of the story until now. The brand new HBO documentary, The Ringleader, The Case of the Bling Ring, gives a first-hand account behind the headlines from the young woman at the centre of it all. These kids robbed a bunch of celebrities that they wanted to emulate. They were almost like these young stars, except for one of them. Rachel Lee kept a much lower profile. Ali, we were just talking about Kim Kardashian and reality television, but this documentary is like a beautiful almost origin story for the way celebrity and social media sort of interact, like were intersected and gave us the world we all live in now. It was like the original parasocial, wasn't it? Because Mm. you've got a group of teenagers growing up in Calabasas who want to be famous and see the beginnings of YouTube and the early days of like people that are famous for kind of doing nothing. You think these are the early days of the simple life and the hills and the Kardashians, like 2008, 2009, very different TV landscape. And they get to know. And a very different technology. A different technology as well. Yeah. And like people on MySpace, there's a website with all celebrity, you know, addresses. It was kind of before people worked out privacy and how to manage their social media. So I think this is so fascinating because it takes you back to that slice and then it reminds you of, if you're a reality fan, how that kind of came about and started. So, yeah, the, the link to Kim Kardashian is, is perfect. And and even for Rachel Lee, who's telling her story here, who was one of these four teenagers who effectively robbed people's houses, didn't they? And they were really like, and not just like slip in and take a couple hundred bucks here and there, like three, Millions four of dollars million dollars, including Paris Hilton's house where they absolutely ransacked 
found the key under the front doormat, didn't even technically break in. And like, it's just, it's remarkable, but it's this sense of them kind of being obsessed with celebrity people, almost thinking that that life was theirs because they saw it up close on, on the internet. They were like, well, I want those brands and I want those things, even though they didn't have the money or means or hadn't earned them. I found it interesting how she sat down and kind of told her side of the story because it kind of goes back to her origin story and how she grew up and why she found herself Rachel, at this point in in life, making these decisions, which is as an adolescent, she's experimenting with drugs, she's dropping out of school, she's a complicated soul. But yeah, did you feel it was genuine, her point of view now about what she's learned? She spent some time in prison. Yeah, I did. I felt like it was such a slice of time, 2008, 2009, for these kids that were in it. And I feel like their lives could have gone so many different ways so easily, but for whatever reason, they were the, you know, I was about to say, right time right place but like wrong time wrong place to fall into this trap of like being celebrity obsessed but not having the outlets that we have now for it Mm. like you can feel like you're in celebrities lives now with reality shows and instagram and tiktok and everything the way they talked about the culture back then was like oh you like you would see a cafe on entourage and then you'd actually be able to go to the cafe it stopped being this like out of reach thing yeah, and like there was kind no of separa- started to be able to interact. And there wasn't separation between TV and film and real and scripted and like yeah. kind of infamous versus actually legit famous. And so you can kind of understand it was in this blurry stage, wasn't it, where people were emerging. Yeah, and like lawyers and stuff involved credit the kids with being quite smart at doing was because it was sort of early days of social media, the kids would follow Paris Hilton and Rachel Bilson and all these people on Twitter. And when they would post on Twitter or MySpace or whatever, oh, going to Las Vegas for the weekend, they would be like, oh, let's go to their house then because they would be there, which I'm sure people are much smarter with now. But it was just like, you know, within a few clicks of a button, they could know where someone was, where they lived, already have photos of inside their house and know what to look for and go go after. And yeah, it's, it's just fascinating. We've spoken about this in the past but HBO do these sort of things very well where they capture a moment and look at how it's quite a specific moment but sort of how it reflects the rest of society and I was thinking about stuff like Bamarosh which is almost a more Mm. recent example of this where social media and the real world is sort of interacted to create this weird phenomenon and also just 15 minutes of shame the Monica Lewinsky documentary again which really felt like a sort of moment in time almost I guess, pre-social media, particularly for Monica Lewinsky's situation. But yeah, just kind of what the technology and the world allows you to do in that moment. And yeah, I just think it's it's fascinating. And it's like 2008, 2009, not even that far away. Like it's not that long ago, but it feels so different. It's like, what are we going to be talking about in 2030? I know. Like it's just, but that's why yeah. I loved it because I love, we talk, often talk about true crime series and feature documentaries and things, and I love things that are based on true crime. Then you've got almost kind of ripped in the, out of the headlines, things that you've heard you've heard about the bling ring. There was a film made of it in 2013. It's kind of been in the social media, you know, zeitgeist for a while. So I loved all those elements about it. And then just it's a generally interesting story because it's really kind of talking about a slice of life in media and kind of social times that, to your point, it's not that long ago. Like it is a classic example of something that I think like nine out of 10 people, if you ask them about, they would know exactly what the bling ring was, but not too many more details of it sort of thing. So yeah, I did find it fascinating to actually scratch much deeper into the story and hear it directly from 
these people that really were humanized by it because you don't want to sympathize too much with convicted criminals but these were really young kids as far as crimes go there there are much worse ones let's not have me endorse crime (laughs) but yes the ringleader the case of the bling ring is streaming on binge from october 2nd and yes just a one-off feature doc i love that i love just watching a really great 90 minutes getting a good story and then you're out i didn't like my world going into a celebrity home and trying on their stuff I was able to live in their world. Me and Nick, we didn't see any of our other friends as brave as us. I was like, I want to be a badass. John, we've talked about two cool new things that are fresh to binge this week. Now can we talk about, they could be fresh to binge this week, but just a little insider word on something good on binge that we should be checking out this week? Yes, please. One of the things, I feel we've gone through a couple of the things that, that John loves in, in the world <laughs> over the, the last 81 episodes of this podcast. Bake um, off, Taskmaster, Alone. Canberra. Canberra. <laughs> uh, Inside baseball shows about television. Yeah. Another thing that I really like, which I know a lot of people don't, but I am fascinated by when a show gets remade. I know, I know people like always roll their eyes and be like, oh, why remake a show or whatever. <laughs> and but, we have this conversation all the time. Yeah, but I love to see how another country like interprets a format and what that brings to it. So one show that I love and that I'm sure our audiences are very familiar with is the Australian show You Can't Ask That, mm-hmm. which is an incredibly simple premise brilliant show. and a brilliant show and just like, yeah, there's so much humanity and love and empathy in it and it's it's a, an amazing show. And it's actually one of Australia's most successful format exports mm-hmm. all around the world. It's, I think it's been remade in like 50 something countries. So great, you know, great Australian export that's spreading around the world. And I'm really excited that from Sunday on Binge, we're going to have the Canadian version of You Can't Ask That. So, are they more polite yeah. than the Australians or like the kind of questions they ask are as like, because the thing about yeah, no, they're, so they're cool, as, isn't it? Because you get to ask things yeah. that you feel like you can't. The questions are just as biting. Canadian people, you know, famously are lovely. <laughs> so there's, it is, it is kind of amusing to see the, the Canadian take on it. They do cover some of the similar topics that we've seen the Australian version do, but obviously with very different people with very different life experiences. So there's episodes on things like Down syndrome, Parkinson's, anxiety, PTSD, things like that. But yeah, they've made two seasons in Canada. We've got all episodes going up. On Sunday. So yeah, if you love the Australian version, hopefully you can check out the Canadian version as well. That is such a great tip. What a good show. For those of the, our listeners that are in Australia, we've got a referendum coming up in a couple of weeks, which has been quite spicy in the news and probably around dinner tables and conversations around Australia. But hopefully you have put together a carousel on binge about Australian history. And one of which is super helpful. It's got some really interesting documentaries in it about Australian history, about kind of leading Australian figures. Australia in Colour is a wonderful documentary from a few years ago that is highly recommend. But one that we've just added, which was originally an SBS documentary, is called The Australian Wars, which I highly recommend as a kind of really interesting history lesson. And because of my age, a lot of this wasn't taught at school. A lot of this history I really learnt through this documentary and it was just, you know, about the early kind of what they called the frontier wars in the early days of settlement. And, yeah, certainly really, really interesting to see how many people have been watching that since we've put it up. It's it's won many awards around the world. It's been sold around the world. It's a, yeah, a really exceptional piece of documentary filmmaking and just a really interesting look at a, maybe a side of Australian history that you haven't seen before. 
So the carousel, I think, what, what's the carousel that you've created, John, called? Uh, Australia's Past and Present. Yeah. There's a really cool Paul Kelly documentary about his life. There's a really cool Adam Goods documentary. There's, yeah, some different looks at Australian people and, and stories, isn't it? Yeah, it, it, it's a real mix. Like you said, it's some stuff like the Australian Wars and Australia in Colour. There's some natural history stuff like Australia from above, but That's also... Even just some like sort of more niche things, like there's a there's a history of beer in Australia documentary. There's a history of Australian rugby, rugby union. That oh, is. hopefully it doesn't um, include the World Cup loss of this week. No, and we've, no, you, but got... people have been people have been looking into it because obviously what's happening in the world right now. But yeah, have you got Coast Australia? That's a great series. Yep. Coast Australia is also up there. Yeah, there's yeah. a really cool so... Sam Neil hosted Pacific and yeah so there's lots of different types of history it's highly recommend have a have a search through that carousel on the homepage at the moment awesome so this week on skip intro we discussed the latest we discussed the latest season of American Horror Story we talked about the ring leader the case of the bling ring I recommended that you check out you can't ask that Canada uh and Ali recommended the Australian wars along with Australia the Australian past and present collection that we've got on the front page of binge right now all of these are streaming for you now on binge which of course you can find on your favorite device my name is John Boehm joined every week by Ali Herbert Burns Thanks so much for listening. This podcast was produced by Dan Barrett with audio editing and mixing by Chris Yates. And we'll be back next week with more Skip Intro. Hold up. 